Hello and welcome to another episode of the Autos and Airways podcast. I am your host, Alex Shum. Today, we are joined by one of my very good friends across the pond in England, Grace Davies. Grace, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> of course. So uh, why don't you start off, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? What got you into cars? What, you know, you know, what you do? Because you just started a new job that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah. Okay, um, so basically I got into cars, I think when probably around eight or nine, maybe. Um, my dad had always watched uh, the, the Formula One. Um, he was, I was always intrigued by it. Um, I always loved watching it with him. It was something that we kind of did together. Um, and then we would, we would like go out for the day and there'd be specific cars around and he would say, oh, Grace, that's a, I don't know, a, an R8 or that's a so-and-so. Um, and then from there on, I was picking up names of things. I was asking more questions and I always, always loved them. Um, and then I believe I was 19 when I got my first motor trade role. Uh, before then, I was due to go to study law at university so I did a complete like 180 um but I knew that I needed to do something that I loved and I always loved um going on tumblr and screenshotting photos of cars from like 2012 and re-sharing them and like manifesting it in a way I guess um and yeah I just decided that I had a love for cars. I really wanted to get involved with them. I wanted to learn more. Um, and yeah, I have been in the motor trade since I was 19 and I'm now 23 and I do have a new role. Um, so I've only been there since I think middle of November. Um, but I am a social media manager and web coordinator. So it's a hefty title um, for HRO and Ferrari in London which still is crazy for me to actually say that out loud um, because I do waffle on about it but I do genuinely believe it's like a dream come true um, so yeah that's pretty much what I do um, we met through Instagram mm-hmm. I think didn't we? Yeah. Um, so yeah I have a Instagram page for cars and I think I've only had that for about a year before then, I was kind of putting it on my personal stuff and decided to separate the two. So glad I did that. Yeah, that's um, uh, no no one really cares about that stuff. No. Postcard, no one, no one cares. It's just like I, I was exactly. in the same situation. And my, well, I still had people I went to school with that were on there and then it was just it was just too much really mm-hmm. because I'd be scrolling I'd see a photo of a girl I went to school with with a baby and then all of a sudden I'd see a car and it was like I just want to focus on cars yeah. <laughs> I don't care about your baby um in the nicest way possible um and so yeah I made a car page and then I eventually made a YouTube channel which I kind of suck at um I'm not consistent because life is just not routine enough for me um so I can't plan uploads but I still have one so that's yeah. one thing I suppose <laughs> yeah no I'm the same way I suck at it and also like I just don't have the time to do it and that's- I discovered this and it's so easy podcasting just hmm. yeah it's easy just thing yeah. exactly just go just on Zoom, you talk and you upload. podcast 
Mm, just no bloopers this time. Yeah, no bloopers. Don't interrupt me like you did. <laughs> I've still got that safe for part two of bloopers because so many people messaged me and they were like, we need a part two. So I've, I've got that in the bag for the part two. That's, that's literally the funniest thing. It makes me laugh every time. <laughs> I just, I, um, some of you might know what we're on about, but back probably six or eight months ago, I was filming a video and um, <laughs> I was sitting at a, a table and I had my car in the background. I was talking about just like ownership of my car and I get a text message and it's my fault because I forgot to silence my phone and it was you. It just like, I, I don't even remember what I said, but I was like, you swore. Did I? I? Yeah, you did swear. Um, it was more so your face when you read it. <laughs> um, you were so, so disappointed. Yeah. You hadn't turned your phone off and it was just funny. It was so funny because then it, you just lost it. You just didn't know what you were yeah. saying. I it was forgot. like, yeah, like, like, I don't know, 20 seconds of you sat there thinking, what was I even talking about? Oh, no, it, it, it was actually like two minutes. It, it went um, on. You didn't see the whole thing. Oh, wow. I'll have to send you that. It was. A... <laughs> I did definitely ruin it then. It's fine. I figured it out eventually. I think Good. I was talking about like fuel economy or something like that. But regardless, that was. Uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's a gem. That's uh, that is a that's, treasure. Stick, that's sticking around for quite a long time. But um, yeah, so let's move on to the cars and bid segment. Mm-hmm. So we uh, car that you chose is this. Of course, shock. Yeah, I, I mean, it, what's funny is we chose the same car yeah. by accident. This is the is second true. time this has happened. Um, the first episode I ever did, uh, my buddy Andrew and I chose the same car and it was a, it was a 911 Carrera S with aero kit because it was just such a unique car. And, uh, eventually I was like, yeah, you know, you take that and I'll just find something else. So why don't you tell us about this, uh, Ferrari 430? Cause it is quite a special one. Oh, it's absolutely stunning. Um, I think what drew me the most to it is the fact that it's a gated six-speed manual. Yep. So that's like Ferrari's famous gated shifter. Um, and it's, of the course, finished in classic Rossa Corsa. Oh, just look, it's so beautiful, isn't it? And it's, it's really clean inside. Yeah. Really clean. Um, I know that it has some carbon fibre trim as well. Um, and I just think just it's it's just absolutely stunning, um, really, really well maintained. And obviously it's a naturally aspirated V8, the last of the mid mid engined V8s from Ferrari with the six speed manual. So I do think it's quite iconic. Um, and yeah, I just really, really I know that it, they have changed the stereo. Yeah. Which, which to me is just like, well, it's, it's got serious shame. it's got serious xm satellite radio and hd radio so it's nicer you don't it, get serious xm in the uk but it's uh, it's actually it sounds like shit in most cars 
but the fact that you can stay on one channel and drive the entire country without changing it is quite nice. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'll allow that. Um, but I just think that it's iconic. Um, it just, and it does look really clean. I love the uh, silver chrome alloys against the red brake calipers. Yeah. I do think it's a very classic Ferrari. Um, it just looks, just you scrolling through the images right now, it's just reminded me of how much I do love this car. Um, I've never actually driven one of these. Um, I have actually, fun fact, just passed my Ferrari driving assessment. So I am due to be driving them soon. Um, and I do really hope that sometime soon I do come across an F430 because I've heard that they are absolutely incredible to drive as yeah. well. Um, and yeah, there's not, it, it was uh, mostly unmodified as well, which I quite liked. Mm -hmm. um, I did I don't really, it, it really does depend. I'm not Modifications really... is the Alpine stereo and yeah. uh, a PPF, which I don't even really consider a, I a protection film a modification. modification. No, so it is a clean example, um, judging by the photos, um, uh, lowish miles as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, I do really like it. I just think it's classic, timeless, and just so beautiful. Yeah, and the reason I chose it initially was just because it's it's the last, like you said, the last of the NA mid-engine six-speed Ferraris. And it's that classic, you know, Rosa Corsa with the tan interior, which is just, you know, perfect. Um, and it's a convert. I prefer the coupe. I don't, I'm, I'm not a big yeah. convertible guy myself, but it doesn't matter. It's just, it's special. It's, it's one of the very last ones. And, and I also um, think it has the carbon brakes. Does it? Let's see equipment. Oh uh, yeah. It does have the ceramic brakes. Yeah. That's cool. Which I, I don't, which I actually, I've said it before. I am not a big proponent, proponent of ceramic brakes unless if you always take your car to the track because mm -hmm. road performance there's really no difference um they squeal ceramics have a lot of brake squeal and then by the time you need to replace them it's like double what they cost is an option on the car mm -hmm. they're just so expensive and for most it's people you know normal steel rotors are the way to go unless if you track it which then yes ceramics don't fade but i that's just a personal preference yeah i i do understand that i just i believe that you would have to respect those so mm -hmm. it's just nice the fact that that one has it as yeah. well and obviously the scooter ear um badges yeah are nice we really like that um you you do really notice it when a ferrari doesn't have those um, I don't really mind if it didn't have them, but I do just think it just adds a little bit more, just adds a little bit more to it. Yeah. It just looks nicer. Yeah. So, so why else did you choose it? Because of obviously the, the mid, mid engines nat naturally aspirated. That's sort yeah. It was the end of an era and you know, it's, uh, this was kind of a car when, you know, when I was a kid, this was like the big car. So it's something that I've always remembered. Um, and it's, it's, it's just a really nice one. I mean, it's, it's getting harder to find these in like mint condition like this. Um, but that's, that's pretty much why. And it's just, it's just a car that's, um, it's, it's, you don't see many this nice anymore. 
Oh no, no, not at all. I was surprised when I saw that. I was like mesmerized by it. They yeah. they did make it look really good. And the interior, I was very surprised just because it's 2005. So I was yeah. expecting a bit more wear and tear, but it looked really good. Yeah. And the seats were also electric. I lost you, Grace. Which was cool. Oh, there we go. You're back. Oh no, have you got me back? Good. Yes. What, did you hear what I said? Uh, you said electric, and then you said the seats are electric, and yes. nothing in between. Oh, I just basically was talking about um, how surprised I was at how clean the interior yeah, was. Yeah, I, I heard that. Yeah, that okay. I got. Yeah, and you were surprised by like electric seats. Yeah. So I'm going to move on to my car, actually two cars that I chose. Mm -hmm. And the reason I chose two is because both of these cars have a very interesting connection to each other that you would never expect. So I chose a 2016 Maserati Gran Turismo MC and also a 2021 Ford Mach-E GT. Interesting. I like that you chose the Maserati Gran Turismo because it does have the same engine as it the does. Apple, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. So these two cars have a very interesting connection. So the guy that designed the Gran Turismo, his name is Jason Castriota. He's he designed this. He also designed the Ferrari 599. He was when Saab went bankrupt, he was uh, just taken on as their uh, head of design for Saab and there was some like the next generation 9-3 that he designed that never came out uh it did get shown and it looked awesome but Jason Castriota the guy that designed this is now in charge of Ford's um electric vehicle division so he he did not design the Mach-E but he's basically in charge of uh PR and like development for for this car so that's uh it's, it's, it's interesting how you design this and then you go to um, work for Ford is like head of Maki. Yeah. Um, he does, I believe he still has his own like personal design studio. He designed the, uh, the SSC to Atara, the car that was supposed to go 300 miles an hour and they faked the record. Uh, he did that like last year or whatever, two years ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the this is a it's, it's a nice one. It's uh, it actually it did not. I don't think it sold. It said bid to fifty nine thousand dollars, but it it didn't. I think the Ferrari. Yeah, it said so. No one. I guess it's still for sale. Uh, it's also Rosso Corsa, and mm -hmm. it's got Bianco Pregato <laughs> interior. Hey, more Italian. Go on. Uh, what was that? You said, I, I lost you again. I'm just going to wait. Okay. Did you say something or? I keep losing you. I'm back. Can you hear me? Yes, I can now. I've okay. just swapped it, but it goes as a hotspot to my phone. All right, perfect. 
All right. So, no, like uh, Rosso Corso with uh, Bianco Prigatio interior. I don't speak Italian, so it doesn't doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, it's a great car. You know, four, 454 horsepower, 384 pound-feet of torque. I believe, yeah, this was – it's a six-speed automatic. It's a six-speed ZF automatic, uh, you know, paddle shifters. Funnily enough, my neighbor across the – or my old neighbor who used to live directly across the street from me had one of these. And my dad hated it because it was so loud. Um, they are the best sounding. They sound amazing. I, I love them so much for their sound. Yes. And they're great looking. I think they look great. Yeah. Um, they're a bit old. They are. And I don't think they ever really get facelifted. They did do a big facelift in like 2019 or 18 or 19. Okay. And it, it, the interior just got better. Because got, that is so yeah. old. So outdated. The in steering fact, wheel makes me feel I a think, bit... Ugh. I think 19 is when they did the facelift. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's when, the inside. Different exterior. But it got... It, it, but it got infotainment from Chrysler. Yeah. Which is actually a good thing the same it's still but, that too bulky let's move this in my opinion. but yeah it's it's better than it was so yeah, it's, it's such a stunning looking car really is beautiful but yeah it's it's um it's a good it's a, it's a solid car it's um you know, it, it's special but it's i feel like these cars don't get the love that they deserve but there's also reason for that just because they're not particularly great they're... have you ever driven one i have and it wasn't an mc it was just the normal one and it yeah, was fine it, it drove well but they're probably slow, expecting more. They? yeah i find them incredibly slow they sound amazing the I know they are rear-wheel drive, but there yeah. is no hope for anyone when it's wet because I had one to go to a, an event in and it was absolutely piercing it down. <laughs> um, and I had no no chance in the, in the wet. It was awful, really didn't grip whatsoever. Um, and obviously you want to put your foot down because you want to hear the sound and you want to get through those gears, but it literally, it, you would put your foot down, it wouldn't move. Oh, there's some shoes in there. Actually, I was like, Cute. and here's the dude that owns it. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to know what happened in that car. Why is there women's high heels? And this guy looks a bit dodgy. Because it looks as though as well, those heels have a label still in them. You see on the left one. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe he's, that could be, you know, that Netflix. Is that his mistress? That's like, don't fuck with cats. Have you watched that? No. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Tell me. The reason, no, it's, it's, it's so long winded, but it's basically about this, this person that puts something online um, and then these, this group of people track down where that person lives because they find out he's, he's uh, mistreating cats and they can see from an image and find out like 
a plethora of things. Yeah. And um, this just reminds me of that because if you put this on the internet, I'm sure someone would find out something and be able to find whose shoes they were, what size they were, who they belong to, who that man is, and right. how many affairs, affairs Is that he's Calvin Klein? He looks like Calvin <laughs> How high do you think they are? Three inches? Dude, I know nothing about shoes. I, I... I mean, I'm not the best at them. I'm, I don't really wear heels too much, but um, they're, they're interesting, aren't they? Red to they match, match the, the car. car. Yeah. yeah, they match the car. Maybe, maybe they're his. I mean, it's 2021. We can't judge. Yeah, it's possibility. Yeah, it's 22. Are, they, are those socks? Are they socks or no? Are they that's that's socks? that's that looks like a towel. Oh, I don't want to know then. Like, if you're <laughs> going to take pictures of your car, take stuff out. Clean and it. why is the steering wheel wonky? Why haven't they just put that straight? I don't. This glove box is clean. Mm. Yeah, that is strange. What is? I reckon they he didn't get the bidding for it because of the shoes in the yeah. back. Maybe the wife found out. Yeah. So and then real quick, I'll talk about this is the Maki GT. Um, unfortunately, this does not have the performance pack, which gives you the Magneride dampers, which just transforms the way the car drives. I drove the normal one back, it was like March or April, and I was went into this thing expecting it to be shit. And it, mm. it really wasn't. I think it's ugly. I don't mm. think it's a good-looking car. Um, it looks better in person, but it's still not a good-looking car. And mm. it's, it's called a Mustang, which it is not at all. Okay. However, it drives way better than it has any right to. It, it, it drives incredibly well. It, the chassis tuning was fantastic. And that was the normal one. It was the all-wheel drive with the large battery. So it was like 346 horsepower. Zero to 60 is like 4.8 seconds. And mm -hmm. you know what? It, you could get it to oversteer just a little bit. Oh, really? Stability controls, you cannot turn it fully off. But you could get it to, you could get it to, to slide a little bit sliding around the corners and then i recently drove the gt performance pack which is faster that's zero to 16 three and a half seconds it's 480 horsepower it has more torque than the normal one i think does it say how much torque this has 600 pound feet of torque the performance has like 640 i think and it also has the uh adaptive dampers the magneride which is the same one that's used in ferrari which is just excellent um i do the not like a bit tesla i hate that well all right it's sync four that screen's actually very good but i want physical okay. buttons Me luckily too. it does have a gauge cluster and the thing that kind of shocked me about this is fords have always had really cheap interiors my sister drives a ford escape and it's a, it's not loaded, but it's the one below the top of the line. And it's pretty cheap on the inside. This was actually really nice. It, that's not real leather, but it felt like real leather. And okay. everything was screwed together well. This is cool. The, on 
the dashboard. This is a Bang & Olufsen speaker oh, on the cool. dashboard. That looks really good. It sounded pretty good. Um, it's not the same Bang & Olufsen that you get in like Audis or Aston Martins or anything like that. But yeah, for what it was, it was really good. But yeah, so I guess we'll stop that here. And then I know you wanted to discuss some cars that are coming out this year. Mm -hmm. They got you excited. You have not told me these yet. And I also will, uh, I decided I'll do the same. I got three cars that I'd like to discuss. Okay. I Should we do one and then you go and do one? Sure, we can do that. I, for some reason, I have a feeling we might have chosen the same car for one. Maybe. Um, because Maybe. I, I, st I stayed away from supercars or okay I've so maybe done not one I've done one sports car uh, yeah one sports car the rest the other two are very um just normal average uh german um because i i kind of wanted it to be more like i guess realistic because the category that unfortunately two of them fall into is the beloved electric world oh wow we're all so thrilled yeah. about but i was just intrigued um at what they were like stating that they were going to offer basically because you know they always over promise and under deliver especially mm -hmm. when it comes to range like because they test those in laboratories in perfect conditions and the real mm -hmm. world is not perfect. I remember um, when I had the iX3 and I did a video on that mm -hmm. and then I was the first person to charge it. So I got the full range um, and it, it performed well. It was a it was a warm day outside um, and it was it was great. Conditions were fine. And then I think it was like maybe a week later that range, which was like, I believe high 200s, like, I can't remember exactly, like 280 maybe, don't quote me on that, but it's something like that. And then someone um, charged it for a test drive and it dropped to like 190. Were they flooring it the whole way or something? But that was on a full charge. It's same as like the mini electric when they say, oh, yeah, it go, it does 150 miles. And when I borrowed that because my demo had been lent out, I got like 80 on a full charge. It's just, but anyway, um, I will go first. Okay. And Audi, I'll bring out a Q6 e-tron. Okay. Did you know about that? I did, you know, I'm going to go and like Google search this so the people that watch okay. this on YouTube can like follow along. Mm -hmm. So what I found out, this is all what I found out on the internet. So obviously take it with a pinch of salt, but um, they are estimating that at around 60K, um, so 60,000 pounds, um, all electric SUV. Mm -hmm. um, now to be um, clear, this has not officially been revealed yet. No, that's Earth. just has mm -hmm. expected. Right. So as in like expected to be revealed, not necessarily coming out in 2022. Sorry, I may not have made that clear. Um, but I do know that it is set to use the same Volkswagen group. Um, I think it's called their new premium platform, electric like mm -hmm. arch architecture. Um, so apparently it should be 
able to offer 300 miles of range and 350 kilowatts of charging. Um, so that's interesting because and this is going to be this going to share the same platform with the next Macan, which is going electric, as we all know. Yeah, exactly that. So um, I, from looking at it image wise, I think it looks quite good. I don't think there's anything that I really dislike too much about it. They've done kind of what BMW did with the iX3. They've based it on on their previous yeah. their obvious range um i do think it's a little bit too squinty that photo in particular i don't really like how what, squinty this the rendering yeah i don't really like how squinty yeah. the headlights kind of look and then you do notice more nowadays just how big that audi grill actually is yeah because we all talk about the bmw grills yeah um and Audi obviously carefully place their number plate and their Audi badge so that it draws less attention to it. But they are big grills. And they've been doing big grills longer than anyone. Exactly. But they do it and right. Lexus do. But Lexus grills. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's I will say. BMW, but Lexus are a bit I crazy. I will say, I think it works well on the new IS. Okay. The, new, the newest IS, I think it works well. Everything else, and also the LC. I think it looks really good on the LC. But other than that, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it's, 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 and on the SUVs, it's really bad because it's, it's way too big. Hmm. But, Absolutely. But I kind of don't mind the grills on this because it, it's, a, it's yeah. an SUV. It works. But um, what I am intrigued about is how it is speculated to be 300 miles of range. Um, don't know how realistic that will ever be. And me personally, I mean, I'm not i'm not looking forward to it and i don't want to embrace it as awful as that sounds i know the electric world to me just doesn't see we're not there and i don't no. think we will be by 2030 no. i i just believe that we're being scaremongered into thinking we need mm -hmm. to all go electric but to me obviously audi and their price range um they they they're not cheap um, the average, I'd say the average person wouldn't be able to go for a £60,000 right. SUV and for only 300 miles of range, which will never actually be 300 miles of range, we're probably looking at 250, aren't we, realistically? To me, that's still, that's, that's rubbish. Yeah. I think it's absolutely just like, what, this pointless. Why, why bring out that car in 20... I reckon it's going to come, what, 2023, 2024, maybe? I'd say it'll and probably be revealed this year, and it'll probably be on sale by the end of the year, early next year. Why don't they just take the time to properly... The, the one thing I will say, and I know you're not a Tesla fan, is they are there with um, their testing and their equipment, and they're there with their batteries, and they're there with their ranges. Yeah, I agree. Also, they have more funding, and... No, they don't. They don't have more funding. I'd say they. I'd say they. They would have more funding in this, in the sense that they're more. No, I wouldn't. Maybe not more funding, but they're more popular. Yes. 
I'll give so you that. Right, yeah, more popular. And so people will get behind them more because their technology is more advanced, in my opinion. So I think that Audi maybe, and the other manufacturers, should maybe take more time out in thinking Think about their electric range and actually develop something that's more impressive than 300 bars of range. Yes, and I agree. I, I will say Tesla's battery technology is better than anyone else right now. I fully admit that. Um, I will say Mercedes, the new EQS, I actually had a chance mm -hmm. to drive that. I was extremely impressed. And I'm not a big Mercedes guy at all. I think the only good Mercedes products are S-Class, the E-Class, the G-Class, and the SL. Mm -hmm. That's it. I think all the other ones are just just not that great. They used to make great stuff and now they don't. Um, but the EQS was incredibly good. The hyper screen is a little stupid, but it works. Um, in the range on that's pretty impressive. But I will say with Tesla, their whole issue is, I like Elon Musk. I like a lot of the stuff he does. But with Tesla, he is basically kind of scamming people. He comes out with all these new products like Cybertruck. You know, Cybertruck, they said, oh, it's going to be in production last year. It never was. And they're always behind. But they just, uh, last week, they took um, everything down on their website about Cybertruck. There's no date on when it's going to go into production. Okay. There's no date. I mean, I don't know if you can, I assume you can probably still order one. But basically, what he's doing is he's coming out with these fake products that all of these people really want. And people put money down and it's, it's just not there. And he goes to, you know, Morgan Stanley and goes like, oh, hey, look at all of these orders we have. You know, will you invest? Will you just give us, will you give us some money? And they do. And it's just not, I don't like that about it. I like a lot of his other stuff. SpaceX is cool. I mean, yeah. my company, we do a lot of business with SpaceX. They buy a lot of our stuff. Um, the boring company was kind of cool. I mean, he made his own flamethrower, but it's not a not a flamethrower, but um, but yeah, it, Tesla. It's just I'm I don't like how he's managing that. And really, Tesla could be so much better if Elon Musk left and got someone with real experience in the auto industry, because I think I, they could do a whole lot better. I can imagine you're hated by most Tesla fans for saying that. Yeah, probably. I mean, you saw the uh, comments on my YouTube video. Yeah, I did. That yeah. <laughs> but but Tesla, Tesla people are a different breed. They're just, uh, you just need to learn not to care what they say. True. Okay, interesting. I, I, I appreciate your points. Yeah. So I guess, uh, do you have anything else to say or do you want me to go with one? No, you can go, you can go next. So the next one I chose is the Ferrari 296 GTB. Okay. That's okay. It. okay. All right. Um, what are you going to say? <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just worried that you're going to say. You're worried I'm going to say what? That we'll it's just not good? Wait and see what, what you'll say about it because right. I remember when I posted on the Ferrari Instagram when it arrived in our showroom um 
there were there were mixed comments um people were comparing it to other cars which i shall not mention um but they are comparing it to the look of other cars because apparently it looks quite similar but um but yeah let me know what you think so obviously it's uh it's it's a v6 it's a three liter twin turbo v6 it's a 120 degree angle v6 so it's actually quite uh quite narrow v6 um eight speed double clutch transmission so the engine by itself makes 654 horsepower and it's a plug-in hybrid it's actually mm -hmm. ferrari's first ever full rear wheel drive plug-in hybrid sf 90s all-wheel drive yeah um it has a 15 and a half mile range i that's like i believe that's the u.s estimate because the u.s does not use the wltp we use yeah. the epa the federal government that's just pretty much useless um uh in all it makes 819 horsepower it's six thousand or at eight thousand rpm and 546 pound feet of torque 750 newton meters it's 6,250 RPM. It's going to cost estimated around $250,000 base. Um, and what's actually really interesting uh, to me is the Assetto Fiorano package, which is a, obviously weight reduction. It has a Lexan mm -hmm. rear window, so it's plexiglass. The most important thing in this package is the it has the uh, Multimatic dssv dampers which are uh, spool valve dampers made by multimatic in canada um which these uh shocks have been are used in the 4gt the new 4gt they debuted on the aston martin 177 they uh and they're actually also used um so the first car to get it was the 177 the second production car to get these dampers was the 2015 or 2014 Chevrolet Camaro Z28. Okay. Uh, which was the fifth generation Camaro. It was still really big, but it had the seven liter V8 LS7, 505 horsepower. Had the, I think at the time it was the widest front tires on a car. They're like 305s on the front. Um, and the most interesting thing was that thing came standard it had one speaker and it didn't have air conditioning. What? You could, you, could, has air conditioning. I mean, you could pay extra to get it back, but it was all about weight reduction. It was yeah, a track car. Um, yeah. And then obviously the uh, current Camaro ZL1 1LE has these dampers. And also strangely, the uh, Chevy Colorado ZR2, which is like an off-road pickup truck, oh, has no these way. same uh, shocks. And they're, they're really good. Um, but yeah, zero to 60, they're saying 2.9 seconds, zero to hundred is in 7.3 seconds. So it's, you know, the, my defender to zero to 60 and seven. So this thing, by the time I hit 60 or basically hitting a hundred, uh, but yeah, I think, I think it's a very good looking car. I agree. Um, I guess some people are saying it looks, I think some people said it looks a bit like the four GT from some angles. I have heard some that. people say it looks also like the Alfa Romeo 4C from some angles. Oh, I haven't heard that. Really? Um, uh, I, I can kind of see it from that photo a little that's, bit. That's, it's yeah. more so the roof, I'd say. Yeah. That kind of looks similar, but not. And also similar. Corvette. Some people say it looks like I've a new Corvette. Well. Yeah, I have heard that as well. 
but I think it's a pretty good looking car. Um, lights are a little bit slim, but that's kind of what everyone's doing nowadays. But other yeah. than that, solid car. I think okay, interesting. I'm excited. I would have liked a V8, I'm so but excited. I think, yeah. I think, um, you know, you can make good power out of a V6. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so the one that we were delivered was obviously just a showroom car. So yeah. it was um, left-hand drive. Um, and it just literally got delivered into our showroom. So no one, no one drove it or anything like that. But when this car comes out and we get, I think we may, are we getting two demonstrators maybe? I'm not sure. We may have we may have more than one, but um, if we do get this as a demonstrator, I know that this will be a very, very interesting car to drive around London um, because I know that there are so many opinions about it. I absolutely love it. I think that it looks really, really cool. Um, and that's the best thing I find um, without throwing too much shade um, about working for Ferrari is that they are bringing out very good looking cars. It's hard not to love any any model they brought out because i think that they are there with design so yeah let's uh, let's go on to your last car and then um i'll do that and then there's i know there's one thing you wanted to discuss and then we'll talk about that and then i'll ask you a few questions and we'll wrap this up cool so last one is i'm not sure how you feel about this because i know again i'm mentioning bmw again okay. however i remember this being in the pipeline when I worked for them and I was always very interested in this because I know that this is exactly what BMW is missing from their lineup which is the M3 Touring oh god I want that thing you do yeah it, it, Interesting. yes yes I love wagons and it's not coming to the U.S. they're not selling it here that's a shame that's a real shame um, actually in the, the problem is, like, if that thing had a normal grill. Mm, the grill's still very protruding, isn't it? If it had a normal grill in, if they sold it here, I would honestly probably want one. Um, yeah. I mean, this, I mean, huge <sighs> people are so lucky you get the wagons. I love I love performance wagons. RS6 is one of my favorite cars. RS6 is my favorite car. One of my well, not my favorite one, yeah. car, but um, one of my favorite wagons. RS6. CTS V wagon, which I know you don't like, but no. here in the US, that thing is in I mean it when that thing came out back in like 2011, it was a 556 horsepower supercharged V8 station wagon with a six-speed manual, and it was faster around track than the Ferrari California, which was also brand new at the time. Wow, that's interesting. That is, yeah. But, but yeah, so- Oh, look at this, um, it's got, look, the brakes are glowing. Those are probably ceramics on the Nürburgring. Yeah, that does, yeah, so I think that it, it looks pretty cool. Um, obviously the, the grill, which I, I don't mind, but I, I would, I would be put off buying this car because of the grill. Mm -hmm. I'd have to really see that in person again, but I guess it's no no change to the, the new M3 and the new M4. Um, and so that's why they had to bring it over. But I just feel like it's 
it just lacks a bit more aggression whereas the rs6 obviously looks so aggressive at the front um and i feel i just yeah I, it's the grills that are letting it down because yeah. the the headlights look great um they're really nice and aggressive the it the exterior styling is really lovely um those competition wheels just look amazing on every car um isle of man green the photo you selected just looks isle of man green so is the good. best color so on the good. m3 on the yeah um because i do quite like i do quite like the toronto red but not on a wagon um you can so say I a do, state if you want it's fine people know. i'm just accepting your <laughs> your um your speech your yes. uh vocab I like to say that I've, I've always said the British invented the English language, but the Americans refined it. <laughs> <laughs> I like to call it, we'll call it a wagon. Um, and yeah, I do, I just do think it looks really cool. Um, it's going to have the same engineering, obviously, as the M3. Um, but I have heard that it is going to have a slightly wider track because obviously it will need to, um, to carry more. Mm -hmm. And um, it may also, I, I don't know this, if this is, is correct or not, but I know that it might have upgraded suspension uh, too. But I just think, so there's a company in uh, the UK called Motec Performance that mm -hmm. I- Yeah, you did the videos. Yeah. And they do some really, really cool performance parts and they can just transform um, your standard car. And I think that when they get their hands on one of these and they stick it on some some lowering springs and some spaces and they put their own wheels on it, I think they will make it look so, so good, despite yeah. the grill. Um, because from the back, it looks good. It, yeah, that's what I, I've always... The new M3 and M4, I think, are incredibly good-looking cars everywhere apart from the front. Mm. I mean, I, I think... I mean, the M4, it's a bit big, I think, and they, the car got bigger this generation, but it's it's still a really good looking car. Yeah, um, I, I, I do really like it. And to be fair, the grill grew on me on the M3 and the M4. Um, I hated it at first. And then when I saw it in person, I did grow to like it a bit more. And I'm not mad about it. Like, I, I'm not obsessed over it, but I don't hate it. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't mind it. But I don't think I would own one. Yeah. So that I don't think it's too offensive, but it's not I for me. I still hate the grill. I'm mm. used to it. I've seen it enough to the point I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, I still think it looks I don't know, whatever you say, bloody awful. Um, <laughs> but it, but it, I've seen it enough to where the point's like, okay, yeah, I still would never want to be seen in one, but, but this is, and it's a shame because the normal three series wagon is no longer sold here. Mm. They, uh, they dropped that for the U S with the, um, oh, the, the G 20, right. It's that's the, or is that the five? Whichever the, the new no, G3 G series. Yeah, it's it G20. Yeah. G20. Yeah. It's funny when that thing. So in 2018, I was in Germany and we were in Munich and we went to BMW Welt and we did a, um, a factory tour of the Munich factory. Mm -hmm. And they had prototypes of the G20. And 
I knew what it was. And I was like, oh, that's a new three series. And they were like covered up, but they also had like a bunch of like, you know, body and whites that were being assembled. They didn't cover it up. So like, oh, so I'm seeing the brand new three series and you invite normal people to come in and you don't cover it up. Like, like, aren't you supposed, isn't that supposed to be like, you're not supposed to see that? Of it, yeah. But I saw that before it got, but that was only like three months before it was officially revealed. So you could have leaked it. They, they, uh, I can't remember if they took your phone or they made you keep your phone in your pocket. I, they, they do that. Make you put stickers over your phones when I never went on one, but they used to do like um, dealer launches. Yeah, so they would put a sticker over your phone camera, and if the sticker was removed, they'd know that you were taking photos. Yeah, Yeah, but people always just put the sticker back on. Exactly. You would, wouldn't you? Yeah. But, yeah, so that's a solid choice. I really, really do like – I think that car is going to be really awesome. Um, But, yeah, I will say, so the – car the last car that i chose um is not surprising to anyone do you want to take a guess what it is it's not surprising no i don't think i would know have you spoken to me about it before it's the new range rover oh which i mean you know, I really like the way this looks, but that is not very good looking. I don't like looking. that at all. Um, I find that horrendous. It's like when they yeah, they did the um, new discoveries and they off-centered the rear plate. That's, that's, that's what I drive, yes. Um, it, I hate that. It, I'll tell you what, that has grown on me, but I still don't like it. I love the the Discovery is an excellent family SUV, Mm -hmm. but the back end of it is atrocious looking. I agree. I'm and I'm saying that as an owner. I'm saying that as an owner that that the rear end of that car is because they tried to make it look like the Discovery three and four, which had Mm. which was like that because of the split tailgate. Yeah, new one didn't. And but yeah, then that was my first car was a Discovery four and. It was my mom's old Discovery 4 when she got the 5. We just yeah. kept the 4. I will say the interior does look very nice. I do not like that steering wheel. I'm I not a big fan of two-spoke steering wheels. However... I think it cheapens it. It does, and it also makes it look old. Yeah, I agree. Which and really, they've got virtual cockpit as well, almost. Yeah, they ditched the dual screens, which yeah. sucked the one of the worst infotainment systems ever put into a car um it now has the new pivi pro infotainment system which is what i have in the defender which is excellent which okay. really cool is this screen is a 13.7 inch gauge cluster oh, wow. screen which Big. everyone else uses a 12.3 inch mm. that's like the industry standard that's what my defender is that's what my dad's audi q7 has uh, my discovery does not have digital gauges because they didn't do that the first year. But every car is a 12.3 inch screen. This is like 13.7. And the interior is very, it's 
kind of classic ranger it's very modern it's very elegant mm -hmm. it's it's just kind of very serene um, and they still have a few physical buttons as well yes they do they still just keep good. so you still have your um off-road terrain response modes uh physical hvac there is a physical volume button so they kind of give you basically exactly what you need um and this and for reference this is the current one or the old one that screen yeah. there just sucks. I didn't like that at all. No. I actually preferred the old one, which is this one, before they did the facelift when it still had physical. Yeah. And then they They've essentially the kind of gone back to that and taken some. They have. Some things and made them better with the new one because I do think that that layout works the best yeah. for that car. And I will say, the more I see this, the more it doesn't bother me as much, but I still don't like it. I'm going to save my final judgment until I see one in person, because I'm True. sure it will look yeah. better. In per it always looks better in person, but they were bold with this, because Range sure. Rover, it's always been the same. And I think, like, over, I mean, the front of it looks very similar to the previous one. Um, very yeah. similar. It's really changed. But, in for example, this, this is the previous one. So you go from that to not much has changed. They've just kind of slimlined it, really. Yeah. I think the the grill, the lights, I think they've just kind of made it slightly slimmer and a bit more yeah. futuristic, a bit more yeah. elegant, I'd say. I do really like it. I love the front. Um, I agree. And I think... From the side, it doesn't look too bad either. No. It looks... From the side, it looks almost identical yeah. to the old one really but and that's the thing with range rover they've never always been a revolution it's always been a vast amount of improvements on the old one and in my opinion i still believe that there is no better suv you can buy better luxury suv that than you can buy than a range rover because it it can go anywhere and it can go yeah. anywhere it's not like a mercedes gls which is can't go anywhere bmw suvs are not good off-road yeah. this has true off-road capability it's look it's so luxurious um it it's you know it's got that level of prestige that everyone wants these days um no it's not the most reliable and it's just it it just kind of gives you everything it's practical it's luxurious it can go anywhere if you get the v8s they're they're really fast um speaking this has the n63 this has a bmw v8 which i'm not particularly happy about and then there's um the three liter straight six uh gasoline engine the mild hybrid ingenium that's been around for a couple of years now that's jlr's in-house straight six and they also in europe do a diesel version uh and then there's going to be two plug-in hybrids and then in 2024 there's going to be a fully electric version okay. so yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mind it, but at the same time, I'm just not overly back. on the back. It's, but it's, it's, it's as yeah. you said, it's one of those things that you're going to have to just see in person. Yeah. It's um make the judgment yourself. But I, I, don't, I don't think it's awful the more and more no. I see it. I mean, I had forgotten it about yeah. it. I remember when it first, the first images came out and everyone was talking about it. I do remember you sending it to me, but I've not seen anything about yeah. it since. And I had completely forgotten they were bringing it out, to be honest. 
Um, what's the the starting price of that? So in the U.S., it's it it's a lot more expensive. It starts, okay. I believe, it was um, I think it was one hundred four thousand. Okay. Because let's all right. So it's weird. So they're doing so the twenty twenty two Range Rover, the previous generation, the L four hundred five, starts at. Uh, $93,800. But also the new one is also a 2022 model year. And that starts at 104,000. So it, it went up 10 grand base. Yeah. But you also get a lot more stuff. True. And it's going to be nicer and just, it's just going to be just, better. You, yeah. If you're in the market for a luxury SUV, yeah. you know, you're, you're paying high end yeah. money. Don't you? So it's, it's not... It's not discouraging, is it? And now you can get it with seven seats. If you get the long wheelbase, you can get a third row seat. Oh, interesting. Interesting, yeah. But that yeah, you, you, ha you have to get the long wheelbase. And it's, yeah, the long wheelbase is a lot more expensive. I prefer the short wheelbase. I think it looks better. It's easier to drive. Yeah. And if you want a third row Land Rover, just get a Discovery, which is really almost, well, I don't know about the new one, but my mom's Discovery is almost as nice as a Range Rover because it's 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 the same interior exactly it's the same interior and it was half the price so it's but, a good option if yeah. you need that if you do yeah. need the extra seats it's there as an option yeah. isn't it in the Discover has full-size seats where you can fit adults not just children which is actually quite nice yeah just don't look at the back of it because it's bad but <laughs> yeah but so yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting to see that when it comes out it, it, it will it will um so i know there's something you wanted to talk about and uh something that's kind of affected the both of us won't get into that at all but no something that should be brought up that's doesn't get talked about a whole lot and taboo uh, yeah yes Yes, it, it is it's kind of, especially for, for a car podcast, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just, it's only obviously just like a brief mention, obviously, mm -hmm. because of everything that's kind of circulating mm -hmm. at the moment um, with social media predominantly, um, how the, the impact of social media can be absolutely phenomenal. It, they can be great. Um, I truly don't believe I would have got the job that I have if I didn't have a YouTube channel or a car Instagram page, um, because it's essentially a visual CV, because I know that um, nowadays people can make CVs into incredible um, spreadsheets with lots of information on them and photos and evidence and things, but it's always so interesting to obviously see the visual sides of things, but you could say anything about yourself, but you need the evidence of it. So if you are, as they want to say, successful um, in social media, um, that sort of thing like engagement and the way in which you compose yourself and the way you write things and etc etc so I do think that social media is a very very powerful tool something that we can't live without um, regardless if it's personal then obviously you could probably live without it but in terms of business sides of the things um, it's imperative um, but also briefly mentioning the whole social media sites 
um, how it can also have negative impacts. And that's just, I don't want to dwell and I don't want to go too much into it. Like you said, it's a car podcast, but I do think it's really important to take breaks um, and take time out. Um, I know that some people just see it as, oh, you're just posting a photo. But I know recently, um, when I was in my previous job, I was caught up in social media too much. I was unhappy in the job that I was in anyway. And so scrolling on social media, seeing everyone's highlight reels of how fantastic their life was and how great they were doing in their job and how great their YouTube was going or their Instagram was going. And I remember just comparing myself far too much to it. So I did take some time out. Um, and I just think that that's a really important yeah. thing to raise because I took that time out and I wasn't posting that much because I knew that it was, I was posting and I was refreshing it to see how many likes it would get or how many comments it would get. And they're all important things if you're using social media as a, as a means of income. I, I'm not, I'm doing it for fun. Um, so I don't need to stress about that sort of thing. Um, and I also don't need to follow accounts that aren't benefit, benefiting me. So I did a massive clear out. I got rid of things that I didn't need to see. Um, and that's not in a nasty way or anything like that. I can't just just... benefit whatever you need to do to get yourself better. Yeah. And I, I do think it's really important. Um, I go on social media uh, through my job, through my work. Um, and I love that side of things. I love that it's, I've got control over their social media. It's fantastic. Um, and mine has taken a little bit of a backseat and I'm so fine with that. Um, I still up upload maybe once or twice a week, but um, it's more so like the YouTube side of things. I think that was really affecting me in terms of thinking about, oh, if I, you know, I think we've briefly spoken about it before, when you have like a video idea and you put so much time and effort into this video and you edit it fantastically and you put it up and it doesn't do well. Yeah. And it's kind of just like, well, why didn't that do well? I did everything I wanted to do. And then you can kind of just get so absorbed in the fact that that didn't do well. Um, and yeah, I just think that really changed my mindset um, because I was trying to push to make a video every week alongside a full-time job. And I was working five days a week at my job and then a day of filming, a day of editing, and it was too much. So right, it just I it won't it wouldn't kind of, have worked out. Yeah, so kind of like what you're doing now. Instead, you're doing your podcast, and you prefer that, and you're enjoying it. Um, I do really enjoy YouTube, and I will be back on YouTube. But I think it's just nice to kind of have a break and kind mm -hmm. of focus on what I need to do personally to kind of like get there. Mm -hmm. Um. And yeah, I just kind of wish that that was more normalized and that people were more, I don't know how to kind of phrase it, but I just, it's just a shame that something so positive can also be right. so negative. 
Um, but I also do believe that if you kind of alter your mindset on how you look at things, it does really, really help. Um, and yeah, the past couple of months um, were a bit difficult, um, but I, I just took some time out and I literally couldn't be happier and more appreciative of everything um, that I'm doing at the moment. So yeah, just kind of like a lighthearted yeah. bit of a discussion to be yeah. like, take a break. If you're listening to this podcast and you feel a little bit like that, like you're looking, you're getting too self-absorbed in other people's lives that you are not mm-hmm. focusing on your own because that's that, that's what I was doing. I was accepting that my job was a bit rubbish and it was making me feel a bit rubbish and everyone else was in great jobs and they were so happy and they were maybe younger than me or older than me and I was comparing myself far too much and yeah so the break the break was good and it kind of let me allowed me to get more passionate again I was kind of losing the passion which was a bit sad but yeah yeah just kind of light-hearted basically just remember to take a break so let's move on to the next um topic here so kind of the end we always wrap up with some questions so I'm going to start off um the first question I always ask is what got you into cars but you already talked about that at the beginning mm-hmm. so what car or cars do you currently own um so this is an interesting one <laughs> but also one that kind of correlates to another slight topic about how I kind of mentioned it in the YouTube video that I did, which was a parody. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Video. Um, because obviously, if you look at my page on Instagram, you'll think, oh, wow, this girl likes fast cars. She she enjoys cars, blah, 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 which is right. I love cars. But um, I had a company car. I had a lovely BMW 1 Series, actually. Um, it was really nice, really reliable for me. I didn't have to, all I had to pay was company car tax and my fuel. And that was brilliant. I didn't have to worry. Um, and then I got a new job, um, as I've mentioned too many times, but, uh, it's a commuting job. I live in Essex. And if you are listening from the UK, um, I live in Essex and I work in London. And so that commute is about, I'd say, that's 50 miles so it's not unachievable it's nothing too bad um but I needed something to get me from A to B that was cheap small reliable and there are so many charge zones um so one of them that I was entering was ULES which is ultra low emission zone and so I narrowed it down and I bought a Toyota Igo um and to be honest I've actually grown to really really enjoy that car um it's not fast uh it's not fun but it's practical it's small um it's red which I hate and I actually spoke to a company not long ago about how much a wrap would be on that car just out of curiosity because it has a nasty dense scrape on the side of it that really annoys me not to the point where I want to spend money on it but I look at it and it's just irritating um and yeah to wrap it I think it's about 
1200 pounds which for the amount of miles i'm putting on that car i just don't know if i can justify yeah um because i probably am doing around 25000 miles a day a, a day a year <laughs> i was yeah. going to say where am i going um no i'm doing 25000 miles a year which is obviously more than the average person oh, yeah a lot more. um which is why i didn't want to finance why i didn't want to lease I mean, I've never financed or leased a car before, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. just my parents never have, um, as yours too, always bought cash. Um, I mean, they've not had incredibly fancy cars, but um, that's just something they've always done. Mm -hmm. And I bought this one cash um, because if I was to finance it, I would, well, finance a better car, um, maybe something a bit more I don't know like if I was to buy the BMW 1 series I had that was like 32,000 pounds yeah. and I don't know why I'd do that to myself so so yeah I have an eye go um, and it's great it's so far touch wood it's been reliable um, I think I've put like something like six or seven thousand miles on it already don't you know have it, and you, you got it when a couple of months ago yeah, I've been I've been driving yeah. everywhere. I, I, do you know what? It's it is gutless, um, but it's so easy to drive that it's just like I don't care where I park yeah. it. I can just chuck it in the train station car park and it's fine. But yeah, it's it's. I think it's probably got that mentality. It's it's fun to drive a slow car fast, and um. I can actually turn the traction control. I didn't know that there was a traction control button on that car because I wouldn't have expected Toyota to have done that, but they have. So I have have dumped the clutch a couple of times just to see. Um, and yeah, it, it's fun because I. it's just like, it doesn't owe me any money um, and it does what I need it to do. Yeah. Um, and actually Toyota are bringing out apparently a... I go cross. I saw so like something how they're about that. Yaris cross. They're doing an I go, so that would be interesting because it is a very small car. But yeah. but yeah, I've got an I go. Um, you know, and like I told you, who cares? It's just it's a commuter car. Exactly. It, it's just something until until you can, you know, get another car, something more fun. It 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 really doesn't matter. It's just yeah. something that you can you just leave it and you don't care about it. It's just it yeah. makes it make it just makes sense. It makes financial it sense as well. To me, it makes financial sense yeah. and it makes a lot more practical sense. But um, I do occasionally get people that obviously send me messages and they're just like, oh, hi, I just saw your YouTube channel. Just out of curiosity, what car do you drive? And I say, and they're like, oh, really? So you just fake it. It's like, <laughs> I don't quite fake it, but interesting. Right. It's like, you don't expect people nowadays, people judge so much based on material success that it's yeah. it's ridiculous and that's another really discouraging thing um and just because i may have a car that you might not think is uh acceptable for the job that i do um because someone else sent me a message saying oh don't you get disheartened if you drive ferraris and then go home to an i go and it's like no i appreciate my job more yeah it's, but yeah that was a very long-winded answer yeah. but i feel like i had to explain yeah. why i had an eye go <laughs> yeah. 
it's all right you know it's 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 a commuter car it it just it just doesn't matter just want something that will not give you any trouble good on fuel just can't go to ikea in it which sucks because ikea is the best yeah i god it's been one of my favorite places it's been years since i've been in ikea yeah, it it's is been good. Years. You know what's funny is the Volvo dealer is right across the street from Ikea. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's like little Sweden. And oh, that's quite sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, or the original, there's another Volvo dealer down in uh, like 15 or like 12, 15 miles south of me. And then that's that one cute. was like a couple of, but yeah. It's, and then uh, or Volvo was across the street and then like directly next to it, they put in a Mercedes dealer. Uh, just to spice things up yeah so um i'll tell you what um is the most interesting and or weird car that you've ever driven most interesting or weird car i've ever driven how are we defining weird it could be something that you thought was weird or, or just something that's just like you know weird like when I think of weird cars, I'll think of something like, you know, I've said like the Chevrolet SSR, which is like a pickup truck thing that was based on a, a car that had a V8 and it was, it looked like it was from the 1930s or something is maybe like a Chrysler PT Cruiser, which is okay. Shit. So um, but I'll go more of the interesting side. So this yeah. is a funny story. So I, um, when I started my first job um, in automotive, which was car, it was like a bunch of roles, like car sales, social media, um, admin, all of that fun stuff. And we had a car wash company that we used to use, which was just around the corner. And so we do swaps throughout the day, um, my colleagues and I, they take a car there. And then if you needed a car clean for the weekend, you'd swap it with their one. And I remember um, it was my turn to swap a car. So off I went to the car wash and I got there and I gave them the keys and I asked for the keys to the car that I was taking back. And they gave me the keys to a Dodge Ram. No um, way. They gave me the keys to a Dodge Ram. Um, and there I am, little 19 year old me. Uh, I looked at the keys and I was like, okay, looked at the car and I was like, right, okay, so you're expecting me to get in there and drive that back um yeah that that's not gonna happen um it was left-hand drive for a start and as they all are yeah of course but me being used to because that was my first motor trade job um I hadn't even driven an automatic at that point um so they had to I guess teach me to drive an automatic um and then that was the first like hurdle I suppose of being very overwhelmed um and then the second was here are the keys to this huge pickup truck um that's in yellow yeah um oh it's yellow wow it was yellow and um yeah and uh there I was at the car park and I felt like I kind of just had to just try and I got in and I was I just I couldn't I refused I was like I called my colleague and I said you do realize it's a Dodge Ram here and they're like oh yeah yeah can you drive that no (laughs) no I can't and I'm not even going to attempt it because it was huge so um let's see I have uh two more 
So next one is a car that is not sold in your home market, you know, the United Kingdom that interests you that you'd like to try out. I feel like you know what I'm going to say. I think I do. The Cadillac C, is it the CT4V Batwing? They do. There's two. There's the CT4V Blackwing, which is Mm -hmm. smaller. That competes with an M3, a Julia Quadrifoglio, C63, and then they have the CT5V Blackwing that competes with the M5, the E63, RS7. Okay. Well, yeah, the the one I was more interested in um, was the one I mentioned because, yeah, you when when we were speaking before, and I mentioned the M3, and you said about that, and then also I really do enjoy the C63s as well that Mercedes do. So, I I've been intrigued to kind of drive that and see how it does compare. Um, but obviously we do not have it. No, you don't. And I'll tell you, this is, this is, this is kind of the issue with that car. It drives more like an M3 than mm-hmm. the M3. Oh. It feels more BMW. And the reason for that is, so that platform came out in 2012. And then for the, and that was used in the Cadillac ATS, Cadillac CTS, the Chevy Camaro. It's called the Alpha platform. And then the Alpha 2, Alpha 2 platform came out uh, like two years ago in the CT4 and CT5, which is just the new ATS and CTS, and the Camaro was still on the old one. But on the original one, the benchmark was E46 3 Series in terms okay. of driving dynamics. So that was their benchmark. They wanted to make this car drive like an E46 3 Series. It, 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 it felt a lot like an E46. I've driven a lot of E46s, M3s, you know, the normal ones. It, it felt very, very European, very BMW. Mm. They drove well and with the original ones. And when you got inside, it was terrible. It was so cheap and so plasticky and had the worst infotainment system ever. It was the early days of haptic feedback, like touch things. Yeah. And then, but the new ones are amazing. Um, the CT4, I've driven both. The CT4 I drove, which is the V6 twin turbo, 472 horsepower, I believe. That one had the 10-speed automatic. And then the CT5 with the 6.2-liter LT4 supercharged V8, that one is 668 horsepower. And that one was the six-speed manual. Both, okay. re- both rear-wheel drive. Um. And I'll tell you what, the, the five with the V8 put its power down almost like it was all-wheel drive. It, 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 I remember you saying, yeah, you, you which think, is interesting. You'd think something with almost 700 horsepower and rear-wheel drive will just spin the tires. And it will if you want it to. You turn everything off. Yeah, it'll, it'll totally do that. When you put it in like the different modes, it's it's in the interior is now nice. Still not as nice as BMW and Audi and Mercedes, but it's pretty close. And it is like $30,000 cheaper than wow. all the other ones. Exactly. So that, it's that's not as fast. fast. It has more power than all of them, but it's rear wheel drive. But then, then again, I guess the, the kind of zero to 60 kind of times that you have to compare to, it only really makes sense if you're tracking that car. It doesn't matter. I mean, the M5 
competition is so much faster than what BMW says. I think Car and Driver magazine got like 2.5 seconds, zero to 60. Or no, that was the M8 competition, but it's the same car. Yeah. They got 2.5 seconds, zero to 60 from an M8 competition. Jeez. And they're like, they do like real tests. It's not like in the Cadillac does it in like, I think with the manual was like 3.6. Yeah. Which is still fast enough. It's still, quick, it's still really fast. That, I suppose. But it's more fun because it's, it's a six speed. You can get yeah. the automatic if you want, but, but the issue with that, and it's kind of the issue with all performance cars now with the manual, the gear ratios are just really long for fuel economy. Exactly. They aren't, but hey. It's but it is there. nice to have that option. I mean, yeah. my, in with us there's just like most cars just come as automatic you don't you can't choose if you can get a manual um yeah. like they like the m3 and the m4 we could we don't get the manual i was that's what i was just about to say yeah um, in that um very popular here i don't know if you've heard of him joe achilles yeah. he works really he works quite closely to bmw um and bmw let him go to germany and drive the bmw m3 so uh the manual so i'll i'll send you the link to that video because yeah. it's really really good and he's really 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 um clever and he knows he knows what he's yeah. talking about he's yeah. the only kind of youtuber i'll really engage in and watch he's really cool yeah and it's funny because like so the golf volkswagen golf r also in the u.s is the only market that gets a manual for the market interesting and that's uh they're they're hitting dealers right about now in my local vw dealer where i have a friend that works there i drove the new gti last month and uh, they're getting a golf r at the end of this month and he's going to let me go over and drive it um it's not sure if it's an if it's a six speed or if it's the dsg but regardless that's uh, that's probably going to be my next car yeah once I, my I warranty is up i i get a golf r um yeah, Are they very common over there? Because no. they're so common here that it no. puts me off. No, because it's it's funny with now with the Mark Eight, the only golfs we get in the U.S. is a GTI and Golf R. Volkswagen canceled okay. the normal Golf in the U.S. Oh, interesting. Most 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 golfs you saw were GTI. Um, you saw Golf R's, but they um, they're not as popular. And even but like big performance hatchbacks really aren't that popular here. I mean, GTIs, Focus STs were, but like stuff like the Focus RS, the Golf R, um, Civic Type R, it's just because they're a little bit more expensive. Yeah. And at that point, you're better off probably just getting an entry-level luxury car. But we'll see. I, I, I liked the way the new GTI drove. I didn't like the infotainment and the really cheap interior, which is just a shame. But overall, it was still a really good car. And it was still even a really good car. It, and it was marked up $5,000. And even, uh, even with that $5,000 markup, it was, I still think it was objectively worth every penny. Oh, interesting then. It was really well Considering the, the points you make about the interior, yeah. then you must really enjoy it. Yeah, the, the, just the equipment. I'll send you stuff you know, when we're done here. Um, and then I'll tell you what it was here. It, it, it's too early. Uh, it's only January 8th. But what was uh, the best car you've driven, we'll say, last year? What is your car of the That's year? That's so easy. Let, hold My on. Favorite. Let me guess. Let, <laughs> is it SF90? 
No, 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 no. I oh, haven't you can't actually... drive that yet, can you? No, so the only only Ferrari I've driven thus far is the Ferrari Roma. Okay. Um, and I drove that around London with someone next to me um, to kind of get me used to a Ferrari. Okay. And then I had my um, Ferrari assessment uh, this week on Tuesday. So now I am... I guess qualified per se to I'm trusted to drive the yeah. Ferrari so I'm yet to drive the SF90 but I literally cannot wait to drive that car because you owe me a ride in July 1000 horsepower just I can't wait Another... I know you're used to like high horsepowers in in the US but yeah, aren't you? Also, like, bear in mind, I drive a 300 horsepower four cylinder SUV. Yeah. But, but no, one of my, another one of my really good friends who was my first ever guest on the show, he drove the SF90 and he had some really cool thoughts about that. If you mm. want, shameless plug, if you want to go listen to my first ever episode, you'll hear a lot about that car. Absolutely. Um, um, so, yeah, I am very excited to drive that one. But my favorite car of 2021 is the GR Yaris really mm. i was i was really impressed by it like thoroughly impressed by it um i loved the the heritage of it i loved that it was a homologation yes homologation loved, cars are always super cool exactly and i loved i just loved that it was the shell of a yaris that's essentially a granny car yeah um but it's not even the shell of a yaris because like half the body really. panels are, are bespoke. yeah it does i mean it shares what like a two or yeah. three things with it but yeah i just i just love i just there's nothing really that i could say was too negative about it other than it is pricing it, it, for what it is ascent well it depends how you look at it some people look at it as uh, it's early to mid thirties for a Yaris, and that's yeah. what most people say when when I answer. I really like that car, and that's understandable. And with the market that we're in at the moment, the inflation on that car is M two money at the moment. Like I've seen some go for forty thousand pounds, wow, um, and above. Um, so they they're really doing well. Um, but they are very, very expensive if you cannot get hold of it brand new. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. It was responsive. It was fast. It was fun. It made me smile. Um, and it was everything that I hoped it would be. Um, and when I drove it, I didn't want to give it back. And I yeah. don't often get that feeling. And I did with that. Yeah, I, you know, if it puts a smile on your face, that. You know, that's 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 really I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I've driven so many cars, so many really good cars that are objectively great, but I just don't really they just didn't make me feel they didn't they weren't special. Exactly. That makes any sense. And that is I've said this before and I'll say it again. That's why I really, really like Jaguar Land Rover. They make excellent luxury cars. They make good sports sedans. They make fantastic SUVs objectively a lot of the german competitors are better mm -hmm. they, they're built better they are sometimes they could be nicer they could not be a jlr's interior quality is very good but none of them make me 
none of them have that special thing that you just can't put yeah. your finger on that makes it yeah that's special. exactly yeah. and that's why i love jlr and like i said my dad drives an audi q7 it is a fantastic car he's had it four years fifty thousand miles not a single issue it's got everything you could ever want um it drives very well it drives like a car engine it's it's a supercharged v6 that was in the b8 s4 and s5 and a bunch of other audis and as much as i love it i kind of prefer the discovery just because it feels a bit more special even though it's ugly it's objectively in some ways not as good it's got better third row seat room i just prefer and that's all German cars, really. It's just, they're so good, but they aren't even 911s as much. And I'm the biggest 911 fan. I've never really had like a big smile on my face in a 911. It's just, they're engineered to perfection. And that's why I appreciate them. But I am I interested think, uh, though. That was a um, solid choice. Yeah. And I feel like going on from what you've said, because this car was essentially, as everyone was putting it, a Yaris, mm-hmm. but it was it, but it wasn't. It had character. It yeah, it had character. It had usability. Um, I mean, it was it. The ride was a little hard, so I did say that you could daily it if your commute was short, um, and wasn't too long. You could definitely do that. Yeah. Um, but I literally just I just find that car so so impressive, and I didn't doubt it given that it was the kazoo racing yeah paris um i didn't doubt it for a second and when i watched matt from carwell review it and he went and bought one so i knew oh, he bought one he bought you know one. i actually what last time i was in london i saw him at heathrow airport no way yeah oh, like, oh cool. shit that's the guy from youtube and i just yeah kept walking <laughs> but... <laughs> um yeah so well actually the the guy who did my driving um assessment training this week he is the guy who trains the drivers for car wow oh, really? he, he does he hasn't trained matt he said he's not met matt before but he trains everyone else on the behind the scenes stuff which That's is quite cool. interesting yeah um but yeah that is my my car for 2021 i'm excited i'm excited because we're not getting that but we're getting a gr corolla yes i sh- i should have i should have put that in my wishless yeah i mean there were so many i i could have done but i kind of wanted to in toyota's they haven't really said anything about it at all yet but it's going to be the same powertrain but in just the slightly larger corolla because we don't get the they don't sell the yaris here anymore um it was a when they sold it here it was crap i mean i mean it was if you need like in your the great commuter car but for everything Mm. else it was just just kind of crap it was a but how they facelifted it and how they've changed it throughout the years. The last Yaris we got was, I'm pretty sure it's not the same one that's on sale. Like they dropped. No, it. because I and, do really like that one. But then they did. Well, they did the Yaris. They just rebadged a Mazda two, and they called it a Yaris. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. They did that for a few years here, but yeah, I don't. But yeah, but no, I'm looking forward to the Corolla. It's kind of a shame because like Toyota with the new Supra sold themselves out to BMW when they are incredibly capable of making something so good like the GR Yaris, the new GR86 
the reviews on yeah. that have been fantastic. Um, and they just kind of sold themselves out to be, no, I actually like the super I've driven, I've driven one and I liked it, but, um, but yeah, so I'll say, I'll say it again. Last year, my car of the year, Cadillac CT5 V Blackwing. Um, okay. I preferred the way the CT4 drove. It was just a little bit, it handled just a little bit better. It was, it, it, the handling was better, but V8, six-speed manual. It's Cadillac's last ever uh, ICE performance cars. And they went out with a bang. I mean, they did yeah. such a good job. I am so impressed with that car. And that is a car I definitely want to own one day. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, Grace, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you know, it's, it's always, always fun talking to you. Um, why don't you just, again, tell everyone where we can find you at, social media, YouTube, Instagram. and Cool. Well, thank you for having me also. Um, and thank you for not ask, asking me what my favorite car is. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I was still convinced maybe he's going to ask me, but he didn't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so on Instagram, I'm GraceXAutomotive. On TikTok, the same, but I'm not too active on TikTok. I'm still figuring that out. Um, so Grace X Automotive on TikTok. And then if you do want to check out my YouTube, um, it's just my name, which is Grace Davis. However, if you type that in, you will um, get an X Factor singer from God knows how many years ago. So all I'd suggest is maybe typing that and then BMW <laughs> and it will come up because I mostly reviewed bmws last year so um that's where i am active on so you're one of those people that's pronounced it davis like that's <laughs> one of those people it's, it's an english thing I'm, it's an english thing it's, yeah here it's pronounced I'm davies english. like yeah okay well i can see why yeah um, i apologize yeah. grace davis everyone <laughs> <laughs> grace davis that's all right great thank you so much for coming on and uh, we will have to have you on again later on absolutely the all right I cheers <laughs>